Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about don't ignore currency risk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. It is July 13th, 2021. Today, we are going to talk about the importance of currencies when investing. Ray Dalio is a uh, thought leader, investment legend that I follow. I've read, I've, I've read just about every book he's put out on investing currency markets at different asset classes and I read a bunch of his white papers. He he's like he's like your favorite investor's favorite investor. Basically, everybody talks about Warren Buffett, but Warren Buffett only invests in stocks. You know, Ray Dalio does stocks, bonds, commodities, futures, all those things. He he understands. He, he's the one that did the, did the YouTube video uh, how the economic machine works. And so um, his post yesterday gave me inspiration for this episode because. Post basically said people don't pay enough attention to currency risks, and 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 that is true. And and for the majority, you know, for the majority time, for the majority of the time of an investor's life, they don't really have to. Especially if you're in the country that everybody wants to be in. So specifically, Americans, you know, we had the reserve currency for the last 70, 80 years, and so we didn't really have to pay attention to. Uh, currency risks because our currency was the place that everybody wanted to store their savings around the world. Uh, for all of my lifetime and for all of my parents' lifetime. And so it's it's no wonder that most investors don't really worry about currency risk. It's not until when the currency is 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 towards the end of its life or the unhealthy stage of its life that you have to begin to worry about currency risk. In investing and currencies on average last something like 80 to a uh, 100 years as, as as relatively healthy and we are we are at that period of time to keep it simple you want to think about currency as like the blood of the economy if you have bad blood if your blood is not circulating properly like it doesn't matter how much exercise you do it doesn't matter how well you eat like none of that matters if your blood is not working properly because that is the literal literally blood of your of, of your body like it's the most important one of the most important parts if not the most important part of your body including the heart which helps pump the blood but it's part of the blood system and so the the money needs to be flowing right look at it for example if let's take argentina venezuela um zimbabwe uh, south africa all of these countries that have like high inflation, which is a symptom of bad money policy, bad monetary policy. You look at all those countries and good luck finding entrepreneurs who are going to be able to build anything well out of that system because when the value of your money is dropping so much, it's next to impossible to pull dollars to invest in ventures um, to build nice businesses. So you can have, you know, you could take, you could take somebody, Elon Musk, and you put them in a country like Argentina with bad currency, he's not Elon Musk. He's some no-brain person. Nobody knows, some, some no-name person. 
that nobody knows about. He can have the same intellect, be educated in the same areas, have the same, you know, network, but he would not be able to build what he uh, built uh, in Argentina because of the currency. And from a wealth building standpoint, like from an investment standpoint, I mean, which is a wealth building standpoint, the reason why currency also matters is when you're investing, whether it's stocks, bonds, real estate, whatever it might be, you're basically saying, hey, I want to put my money somewhere where it's going to deliver me more cash than I have today. If I have a hundred grand, I could, you know, I can keep the hundred grand in cash. I can maybe put it in the bank and the bank pays me interest that I, that I feel good about. That'll give me more money five years from now, 10 from years from now. I'll do that, which, which is not the case now. Or I can put it in some bonds and then you determine, will that be enough money to not use the money and store it in, you know, stored or loan it to a company or country and get interest? Or I could put it in the stock and they grow the company and in the future, I could either get dividends back from the company or sell my shares, which which should be higher or real estate, right? I could buy the property. And I think if I think businesses and people are going to move in the area and, and I'd be able to collect higher and higher rents, uh, which also makes it more valuable then I'm looking to get future cat, you know, future cash in the future or yeah, more cash in the future. And so assets of a country are just derivatives of, of cash. Going back to my previous example, if you own real estate in Venezuela, more square feet, it's it's worth less because the currency's garbage and nobody really wants to own real estate there because the currency's garbage just messes up the economy and wrecks everything. And so that's not super valuable. Similar size bank, not as valuable. Uh, same CEO, put the same, take the same CEO, same team, put them in Venezuela, Argentina with bad money. You get a less valuable, less efficient, less functioning bank. So going back in history, when the money, when the money got funny in countries where the, you know, the currency was beginning to uh, get debased like, like we are right now. Uh, remember the difference between debase and uh, inflation I talked about earlier. Um, when the money gets funny, people took their money out and put it elsewhere. Because the way the system used to work is instead of carrying your gold around, you would store it in the bank and you would do business with the bank notes. And you can always go back and claim uh, your gold and take it out. But it's easier to paper stuff with paper bills than gold. But then once the smart money would say, hey, the money in this country or this economy, economic area is getting funny, they would pull their gold out and go to a different part of the world that didn't have funny money and that respected money. Well, this position that we're in right now is, you know, the euro, the dollar, the yen, the yuan are all becoming funny money. And so people are like, well, you know, where do we, you know, where do we take our money out and store it? And this is why you see folks running to crypto, specifically Bitcoin, um, because and, and it's the trend. Everything else is going digital. Commerce went digital first, e-commerce. Media went digital. Little by little, we're taking everything. Digital health is going digital. Um, transportation, to, to an extent, is going somewhat digital in the sense of how we, how we use transportation, um, you know, i.e. ride sharing, uh, driverless cars, uh, our homes, even though we're not living digitally, they're they're going digital as far as how they're how they're hooked up, and really experiences are going digital as well. And so we're as I as I mentioned in a previous episode about 
the macro opportunities, like the, the trend is everything's going digital, including money and Bitcoin's replacing the central banks who, uh, who really, you know, I don't, I don't believe maliciously cause a problem, but when you have human discretion, 12 people who can decide the money supply of the world, they're just going to make, they're going to be influenced by, by big business and bankers and make bad decisions. So remove the humans, insert the algorithms, works a whole lot better. So that's, that's where we are. Currency is important. I think 20 years from now, we are all going to be uh, clear about, we're all going to be very intentional about what currencies that we keep in our digital wallet. Cause don't give, I, I don't believe that the, all these fiat currencies are going to zero. I just believe that they're going to um, continue to devalue relative to Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies and other uh, scarce assets that can't be printed and manipulated by uh, central bankers and governments. So very, very important, right? And and let me also clarify one more thing, because I'm what I'm not saying is also like um, I'm not bullish on stocks because what what's going to happen with the forward thinking? Just like we're thinking about this and we're thinking about solutions ourselves as as, as individuals on how to store our wealth and how to protect it from government uh, money printing. Corporations are doing that too. It's why you see micro strategy convert their treasury to Bitcoin. It's why you saw Tesla put some Bitcoin in their balance sheet. It's why you saw Square put Bitcoin in their balance sheet. Like that was not, those are not one-off events. You're going to see more and more uh, companies convert their treasury, some or big parts of their treasury to Bitcoin. Because if you look at the treasury now, they, you know, they, they don't just have, American companies just don't have dollars in the treasury. They'll have euros in place, every place that they do, that they do business. And so they're, they're also going to store digital assets on their balance sheet um, to, to A, diversify, and then B, protect the balance sheet and the network of the country, uh, of, the, um, of the company. You'll also, you'll also decide to take payments. Uh, they, they, when they make sales in, uh, in Europe, they take euros for, for sales, for example, like McDonald's, right? They don't just take dollars. If they're in Europe, they take euros. You know, for digital transactions, you're, you're going to see a lot of companies embracing the Bitcoin Lightning Network to do transactions or Bitcoin directly if the transactions are large enough. And so this is coming. This is the trend. I'm not predicting like it's already happening. Um, so the earlier, just like everything else, the earlier that you understand what's going on and you adjust your balance sheet to the trend, the potentially better you'll do over time. Hope you liked today's episode. Until tomorrow, enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.